Hi there, and welcome to this week's edition of the Retail Risk Podcast, uh, sponsored by Axis Communications, and our thanks also to our supporting partners, 3X Logic, Mighty, and Aura. Now, slightly unusual one, you will notice that I am not in the Retail Risk studio this week. I am sat with a slightly unusual angle on my laptop, recording this uh, from the Turquoise Coast in uh, the eastern Mediterranean of Turkey before I make a trip down to Melbourne next week. And the reason is that we've got uh, a really sort of breaking and interesting subject to cover. So my guest this week is Simon Heron, CEO of VIX Vision. Now, Simon has got almost 30 years uh, business development, IT industry expertise and leads a growing team of video uh, analysts and, and experts at VIX Vision. Now, we won't hold it against him, but a chartered accountant uh, by background, fintech payments, biometrics, ID verification, and a whole raft of uh, successful implementations of innovative technologies in a raft of sectors, including retail, as you might expect, but air transport, public transport, banking, and beyond. So, Simon, welcome. Thank you very much for being my guest this week. Yeah, thanks very much, Paul. So, um, before we get going, um, perhaps you can tell me a little bit about VIX Vision as a business, and then I want to get on to perhaps a little bit about what you guys do. Yeah, no worries. Well, well VIX Vision is um, an Australian-based business. We specialize in face recognition and video analytics technology. Um, we used to be called Images Technology. Um, we've been, been around for a number of years. Um, the, I guess one of the things that's interesting about VIX Vision is that all of our technology is um, built, developed, and supported out of Australia. Um, so we're not using any third-party systems. Uh, we've built, built it in-house and, um, and we support it in-house. And um, we've uh, recently uh, been uh, lucky enough, or I shouldn't say lucky, we've uh, done, done the hard work to um, get up to the top of the NIST tables for, um, for our wild score technology, which means we, we are uh, world-leading in terms of the technology now, and which, is, uh, which we're pretty proud of uh, being an Australian-based business yeah and that's uh, amazing uh, in terms of and so you say that so the everything's literally in-house if you like so it's all it's all all yours and all happens in australia yeah that's right so um the way we filter our technology is is the customers actually own and host the uh, software and all the data um but we develop it and we support it uh from our offices here in Brisbane. Uh, we also have people on the ground in other cities and other states, as well as uh, in New Zealand and the UK uh, as well. Cool. So I have to ask you, and this is one of the reasons why uh, you know we're having this conversation this week, facial recognition seems to be making the media almost on a regular basis now, certainly in Australia and many countries around the world. But I have to ask, you know, did a young Simon sit there daydreaming, peering out of his bedroom window or uh you know at the school about a life in electronics or was there a, another career path that uh, initially held sort of greater allure and interest to you yeah um yeah well as you mentioned before um i originally started out as a chartered accountant um and uh i found after a little while i was a little bit more interested in the businesses and and the things they were building um that i was uh, working as an accountant with um so yeah i made the transition across to uh working in business and I've had a, a quite a focus on on technologies um, usually uh, innovative new technologies like um, you know smart smart cards um, digital ID verification digital currency things like that and um, yeah that's led me to 
led me to Vic's vision. And, and, and I have to say, so, you know, uh, interesting, uh, you know, journey. So, uh, you know, accountant, and then you sort of focus in on, on the interesting bit. So fast forward, if you like, to Vic's vision, you've got some great products, you know, amazing accolades that are coming in. But how have they been applied within the retail industry? Perhaps give me some examples of what they've done, how they're perhaps dealing with the safety of staff, customers, specifically loss prevention. So, you know, what are the benefits that, that your retail customers have, have, have got from you guys? Yeah, so um, so Vixvision, as I said, we specialize in face, facial recognition technology and we, we sort of looked at how can we package that up to, um, to take it to market to, to benefit um, consumers, to benefit uh, uh, our customers. Um, and we, we've started off, we've looked at a few different areas, um, not just retail. So um, we, we had, um, we've, we've got a lot of customers that are using it to, um, for uh, gaming, gaming care. So helping people with uh, responsible gambling, people who have self-excluded, <clears throat> excuse me, from, um, from gaming uh, in Australia. And um, so we're really looking at how, how, how do we use the face recognition technology, which can be. Um, a little controversial. How can we use it for good? So what we've um, what we've done effectively is to package up um, the face recognition capabilities into into software um, aimed at uh, at the retail market, and it's really to provide the retailers with um, a couple of key benefits or solve a couple of problems that, that we're seeing in the market. So um, obviously. Uh, one of them is there's, and this is kind of across all states in Australia at the moment. There's a there's a rise in assaults and um, and violence that are happening in retail stores, and face recognition can be used to to uh, look for people of interest, known offenders, um, that sort of thing, um, because it, face recognition is really one of the only real time technologies that can. Um, that can see a person of interest and it can alert the staff, alert the security so that they can then take care of it. Um, so that's really one of the use cases. Um, the, and, and that benefits both the, the retailers, their staff and, and their customers, obviously. Um, the second big big item is, um, is loss prevention. So um, there's been a big uptick um, and it's a big problem globally, um, store theft, and, and it's really organised these days. So there's a lot of um, organised um, crime out there. And so what the face recognition system allows you to do is to, um, to see the people of interest, the, the known offenders as they come in, um, to alert security. Um, but also you can use it um, for staff that are manning returns desks. So people who are coming in, um, engaged in returns desk fraud, um, known offenders can alert staff that, that, that those people might be um, that might be people of interest that, that, that should be looked into a little bit further. So that's really where we see us adding value to the retailers in the, in the safety and and the loss prevention side of things. Yeah, and you touch on there, you know, violence against staff increasing in Australia, and you know, but you know, we we have retail risk conferences around the world. It's pretty much just you know, top one, top two three challenges that retailers are facing around the world it's become uh, you know an epidemic and certainly part of that i think is because um there's a you know you'll have seen this an encouragement for for staff to perhaps report everything whereas in the past yeah potentially they didn't but within society there's an increased problem at the minute so 
you know, mm. reassurance of staff, the, the benefits that your technology and other technologies can bring, I think is absolutely invaluable. For every type of business, the power of a data-driven security video management system designed to give you total control anywhere, anytime. 3X Logic. With all the press coverage about you know, issues within stores and people using facial recognition, you know, there's been commentary about privacy, um, you know, maybe certainly within the UK and Australia and, and wider, the US as well. You know, what's your approach to privacy? You know, should retailers and consumers be worried? What was your perspective and, and take on privacy and facial recognition? Yeah, so I would say um, to address your last point first, I, I think that uh, you know, consumers and, and retailers should not be worried. Um, I think a lot of um, a lot of what's been reported uh, in the media um, stems from a bit of a misunderstanding on a couple of fronts. Um, one being um, how the technology works, and the second being what it's being applied for, so what it's been used for. Um, so from from our point of view, um, we we take privacy very seriously, and we've designed our products around privacy principles. So. Um, one of the uh, important things for us is that our customers, the retailers, they host and manage and own uh, the software and the data. Um, and we, we've set up the system so that it's uh, configurable. It allows them to um, configure how long they keep data for, whether they want to delete it um, straight away, for instance, or keep it for um, reporting reasons, um, which means it's very configurable to um, how they're operating their system. Um, I think the, the, the second point is that um, the, the way the system is being used, it's being used really for looking for people of interest. So these are, are known offenders, um, criminals, people who have caused problems. Um, and it's really just being set up so that it provides a real-time alert. It allows the retailers and their staff to, to know what's going on. But it's up to the, the human at the end, the, the staff member or the security person to make a decision on what to do. So the software is effectively saying, we've seen a person of interest. Um, here's here's what, um, what you've recorded about that person. They're, they're a known thief or they're a violent offender. And here's what, what the security or the staff should do about it. So, and then it's up to the staff, it's up to the retailer, how they, how they manage that and how they, how they record the incident. So we're providing the tools effectively um, to do it. Um, the other thing I think that's been in, in the media a little bit has been um, a, a kind of a fear of, of monitoring people, and that's not really how the technology works. So, so the way the technology works, it's effectively the software is watching um, the, the CCTV camera screens. It's effectively like a, a real-time vigilant security guard rather than having to remember all the faces, the software does that um, and raises the alerts, but it can only see people of interest. So it's only looking for people who have been enrolled into what we call the enrolled persons database. And that process is a manual process. So it means that um, if someone, if a, if a retailer wants to enroll someone, for instance, um, it's a manual process to enroll those people. It doesn't automatically enroll everyone at sea. So I, I, I think, I mean, I think that's really why um, there should, people shouldn't be worried about it, um, and it's really there to provide a, a benefit to customers and, and retailers alike. 
yeah, there definitely seems to be a sort of, um, you know, mismatch. And, and uh, yeah, I think the media to a large part are, are to blame. Now, there was a, an article uh, from the BBC uh, here in the UK talking about a European retailer. And in the headline was the word, you know, spy cameras, um, you know, shockingly lazy reporting, you know, and such a, you know, a renowned media organization. I looked at that and thought, you know, I, I expect so much better from them. But they'd taken, you know, what I suspect was a press release from somebody uh, and just picked out these words and very, very um, unhelpful. And I, I sort of just almost head in hands moment, knowing the benefit that the technology can bring. And you think, yeah, when you've got you know, mainstream media organizations using that sort of terminology, um, you know, and they're whipping consumers into a frenzy. I don't think um, consumers on the whole are troubled by this they can see the benefit to them and and staff and you know it, it's just sort of being you know generated on the side I mean I'm guessing you know you must look at those as well and and think you know do we need to go on a sort of charm offensive if you like to explain what goes on and you saying that you know it's only yeah. persons of interest isn't it this isn't everybody that the system yeah on. that's right I, I think that that what's happening in the media is is sort of an opportunity as well. So it's an opportunity for us to to educate the market and tell people the benefits and make sure that consumers are comfortable and retailers are comfortable. And I think um, in the end, um, our our uh, you know our hope is that we can help um, guide the process and make sure that uh, people are comfortable using the technology and they understand that it's really been put in place to to uh, make their lives a little safer and. Um, to prevent uh, losses, which we all pay for in the store. Yeah, it's uh, it is a fascinating. You, know, you just hope that you know this can be rolled out and be used for, for you know the intended purpose without uh, sort of being uh, distracted anyway. But look, you know, how do you see the future of facial recognition technology? You know, within a retail industry, where's the end goal? Where do you think it's got the potential? to go you know you've, you've got probably a better insight than the most on this what what's the potential of the technology you know what 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 could it be used for where can it come in online yeah well we've certainly seen in in the in the the implementations and deployments that that uh, we've got out there in the market that there is an immediate benefit so there's, there's an immediate um reduction in 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 losses so um Part of that comes from being able to identify the people who are um, you know, com committing the crimes. Um, and there's a, an ability to, to handle um, violence and assault in stores better. So we're actually seeing real benefits um, in the market already. Um, so I get, I, in my view, I think that um, over time, the, the, the market will become more comfortable with the technology as they, as they understand it, and that um, more and more retailers will see the benefits and more and more consumers will understand that it's being put in place for the right reasons. And so I think we'll see um, growth in the responsible use of face recognition uh, in the market going forward. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's, uh, I'm pleased to hear you say that because, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily you know, observe a downside of getting the technology rolled out. There's all sorts of benefit across the way. So uh, yeah, long may it continue. And I, you know, I wish you every success and hopefully we can be part of that education process as well um, i'm delighted to say that you will be at retail risk melbourne uh 
uh, at the MCG next week. Um, so anybody that wants to uh, to come and talk to you in person, then uh, I know um, delegate registrations for that are at an all-time high. They're terrific. So uh, I think we've got uh, well over a couple of hundred uh, heading for that event. So some great uh, opportunities for a conversation with Simon. Um, I shall be doing the, uh, the Air Mile flight hop from Turkey to the UK to Qatar to uh, down to Australia over the next few days to make sure that I am on site for Retourist Melbourne next week. Simon, your trip from Brisbane into Melbourne hopefully should be a little bit shorter and yeah. easier than my my four flights, but uh, we uh, both will be there next week. Simon, for now, thank you very much for taking the time uh, to join me as my guest this week, uh, and I'll look forward yeah, to seeing you, you and, uh, and many of our uh, listeners and viewers at Retourist Melbourne next week. But for now, Simon, thank you very much indeed. Thank you. My pleasure.